You're listening to LinkedIn Ads Radio, the podcast dedicated to exploring and mastering LinkedIn advertising with your host, Anthony Blattner from Speedwork. The riches are in the niches. Hey, marketers, uh, this is a tried and true piece of marketing advice that's been true throughout the ages. So the questions to ask today are, does your company sell to a very specific market segment or do you sell to several market segments? Are you just getting started with targeting or are you looking to hone in your target audience as effectively as possible on LinkedIn? Well, then have a listen to today's episode because niching and niche targeting is exactly what we'll be talking about today. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into today's discussion. On any given month, I work with over a hundred B2B companies. So niching and market segments and targeting are all very common discussions. Most B2B products or services are designed and sold to a very specific person at a very specific type of company. You probably can evaluate yours and know what your different, different target personas are, your different ICP. For example, you might have an e-learning platform for software engineers. You might offer a business coaching service for CEOs in the financial services industry, or you might be selling a CRM built for mortgage brokers. In all of these, it's very clear who the target audience is, but for other companies and other offerings, those might be more broadly applicable to a wide range of people and industries. For example, if you have an executive program for entrepreneurs, that's a pretty wide market segment. Maybe you offer a credit card for business owners. Again, that's a pretty wide market segment. Maybe you have an email platform that can be used by anybody with a newsletter. Then there's a lot of different options out there for that. So it's great when you have a large TAM because then you have a lot of opportunity out there to go work with. But I always remember the, the quote that says, if you're marketing to everyone, then you're really marketing to no one. And when you go to sit down to write your ad copy and choose your ad visuals, you're gonna have to make it pretty wide ranging and, and generic in a way so that it can apply to everybody. And then when you do that, you lose a lot of the power of your copy and your, your visuals. So the copy will be less less compelling and the visuals will be a little bit more vague and broad and less attention grabbing because of that. So big TAMs are great, but also where I see a lot of people get themselves in trouble on LinkedIn. I'll see campaigns where they just kind of pick and choose all the different job functions that fit, all the different company sizes they target, and then all the different industries. And they end up with a, a huge audience uh, and they run ads to that audience and see just very low performance metrics and then kind of nothing coming out of that campaign. Um, I'd say that's, that's a very common problem that I see. So the solution to that is segmenting out your audiences and campaigns so that you can advertise directly to them. So let's start by taking a step back and considering the B2B marketing forces out there and the LinkedIn platform. So first we know that the average B2B buying cycle is quite long, you know, maybe six to 12 months on average. Uh, that's what a lot of data out there says. And we know that LinkedIn ads are expensive. So if you're trying to advertise to everyone and your marketing is less effective, causing lower engagement rates, and then therefore higher ad costs, you'll be engaging less people. It'll be more expensive to engage them and take your sales cycle even longer to close. On the flip side, when I hear about large TAMs, I usually ask, what's your sweet spot? What are the one to two, maybe three industries where you're, you're finding the most success, where you're seeing the most sales close recently? What is working best for you guys right now? Let's start with that and then maybe split test some other audiences on top of that. Now, the reason that we're doing this is so that we can pick and choose the, the, the couple bets we want to make. You only have so much time and ad creative that you can make or budget that you can spend. So you want to focus those efforts on the, on the selections that you think are most likely to be successful. Also, niching is also a big uh, business strategy decision to make. 
I was at a, a conference last week and there was a line that somebody mentioned for your choosing your target audiences and your strategy. They said, niche down and double your price. The more niche your solution is, the higher the perceived value is. And this is very true, where you could offer a, a marketing course up there to teach people how to do marketing. That's pretty broad and can apply to a lot of people. You might offer a B2B marketing course, and then that gets a lot more specific. Okay, you're going to learn about B2B marketing. Those people are going to be interested in that course and probably willing to pay more for it. Then finally, you might have a B2B marketing course for SaaS user retention. That solves a very specific problem out there. And people that are dealing with that are going to pay a, a lot of money to solve that problem because that's if that's a problem that they're having in their SaaS platform, they're going to buy your course to solve it and they'll be willing to pay a lot of money for it. All because they have the belief that it will solve their problem. So next, let, let's jump down to what you should be doing in your campaigns and how to approach this in terms of both niching and targeting. If you serve a wide audience, a lot of people, but for your, as you approach your LinkedIn campaigns, it's best to choose your top verticals and maybe start by choosing the top couple that you think are going to be most successful. I like to start by identifying the personas in those verticals where we might often split test by both the IC, the independent contributor, maybe the user, a, a finance director who will be using a piece of finance software, and then also splitting, split testing and segmenting the executive or business owner versus that IC at that company, where those titles might be more like CEO or managing director. Often we find that owners and, and executives are the most motivated to make changes at their company, uh, and they'll even hand down initiatives to their ICs on their team. So often we'll split test um, and segment the personas based on um, who will be using the software, maybe, maybe who make the purchasing decisions, but then also who's the executive over that person who might even be more motivated to make that decision. Now, the further you can niche, the better. So there's a, a several other categories we often think about. Uh, number one is by location and your local city. Maybe if you, you're operating in a local city or maybe you operate in several markets, calling out a city with a special deal, obviously people in that city are gonna, gonna know, okay, this is actually for our specific city. You're not just advertising nationwide to, to everybody, but this is something that you have running right here locally. And you might use imagery of that city, maybe the skyline or something recognizable that's gonna grab someone's attention along with, you know, of course, calling out the city name, maybe using the abbreviations and stuff like that local to them. Next is by vertical or industry. There's a lot of terminology and lingo that changes a lot from industry to industry. So those words are good to swap in and out of each, each ad that you're running. And also there's a lot of visuals and icons for each industry that are going to be different as well. I'd like to choose imagery that represents to test both representing the person that I'm advertising to, maybe showing them in their place of work, what an average day looks like, and then also imagery that represents their target customer or the target thing that they're working on. So oftentimes you're selling things that are going to help other companies sell more. So what is, what does their customer look like to them? If they're very focused on that in their day-to-day, -day, that's going to grab their attention too. And then next, what we can do at LinkedIn is targeting by skills. So remember when we talked about that B2B marketing course on SaaS user retention, well, LinkedIn has various different skills and groups and interests for each of these. So you might target the marketing function in terms of a job function for a person, and then you might layer on skills around B2B marketing, software as a service, and even user retention skills so that you can get very focused on who that specific person who would, is in that seat and would buy your course. When I'm doing persona research, I really like to use a Google image search to see what are the results that appear when I search for that persona. I'll describe it as best as possible and see what are the, the image results there. I'll go through a couple pages of results to kind of get a feel, a vibe for it. 
Keep in mind, most, a lot of Google image results are not commercially usable. So don't go using all those images, but get a vibe, get a feel for what the visuals look like. Then I'll often also head over to ChatGPT and feed in what I know about this company, a link to their website, and then have ChatGPT explain their target audiences to me. And I like to take ChatGPT and go a few levels further when I do use it, asking about having it tell me the pain points uh, and opportunities that this target audience faces and going an even another level deeper to say, what are the consequences if they don't solve those pain points or what are the dream outcomes if they do achieve their goals? That starts to get to some really powerful language that, that works very well in ad copy. And then you can consider uh, niching the rest of your, your marketing and advertising funnel uh, past this where you might have niched retargeting audiences. So if somebody engages with your software campaign, you can retarget them with a, a software ad. If somebody engages with your manufacturing campaign, you can retarget them with a manufacturing ad. You might have niched landing pages or even pages on your website. A lot of companies have like an industry section and they might list the different industries that they work with. So if somebody visits your manufacturing page, they would then be entered into the, the manufacturing retargeting audience. If they visited your software page, they'd be entered in the software audience. Um, of course, you need to set these audiences up so that they're based on URLs or things that are in your URL. You might set up a whole um, website URL schema so that it, it's uh, clearly labeled what they are, or you can have a, just a bunch of ORs in your audience definition. So you can list all the pages that somebody in software might visit. Additionally, you might have niched email sequences that if somebody submits form A versus form B, they would get put onto different lists uh, in your email system and, and receive specialized emails. They might just be tagged, you know, tagged for each campaign so that if someone's in the CRM looking, you'll know which ad and which form do they submit. And then that can indicate which industry or which pain point or which offering they opted in for. To learn more about, you'll want to have that info to kind of prepare, prepare your sales team as they go to reach out. And then you might have niche offers and then your web traffic, you can tag with UTMs so that again, you can create your, your website retargeting audience to see if somebody clicked on a certain ad and went to a certain website that you can have UTMs on there. And that's another thing that you can use when you build your retargeting audiences. So now what does this actually look like in implementation? Well, first I start to think about what are the different streams of traffic that are going to be entering our funnel. And I'll start to separate those out into kind of different columns in a spreadsheet and show I'll show my general, maybe, maybe you do have a general audience. Sometimes you have overflow audiences or the broader audience. If you really have to, I would put that in its own column. Then you can start to segment out your, your niched audiences. You might have persona one at industry one. You might have persona two at industry one, and then you might have other persona at industry three, other persona at industry four. And you can have kind of as many of those as you want. Of course, when you do go to launch your campaign, it's best to choose just a couple, a couple tests per time. Otherwise, if you have too many variables, it's a lot to track. And then getting in the bottom of funnel, depending on how much traffic is going to be coming through your funnel, if you have a low amount of traffic, you might need to consolidate some of these um, top streams into a into like maybe one or two bottom of funnel buckets to go into. You might also have your general retargeting bucket where if somebody comes to your website um, who doesn't match any of your other industries, maybe you have a different offer for them. Or if you are, you know, as we do niche our are kind of ad campaigns, which are kind of like the tip of the spear as we go out, there might be people that come interested in our business from other industries. Maybe I have a bucket that's kind of general to them. All right, so we covered a lot today around niching and targeting. In summary, most B2B organizations serve a very specific type of customer at a very specific type of business. So I recommend starting with your sweet spot and then design your funnel around them. Once you nail one to two, 
personas, then you can go expand into other personas from there. So when you do run your ads and create your ads, use, use matching ads that are designed for each of those personas so that you can get your engagement rates as high as possible. This will get you cheaper ad costs and better conversion rates and overall higher ROI. So our goal is often to eliminate any wasted ad spend and then make sure that all the traffic that's coming through our funnels, we're maximizing how much of that is going to turn into opportunities. All right, so that's our episode for today. If you have any questions around niching or targeting or anything else LinkedIn ads related, always feel free to reach out. Thanks. Thanks for listening to LinkedIn Ads Radio. That's it for this episode. Stay tuned for more.